0: Hello friends this is Pastor Lowell Hargraves I'm happy to join the Global Family Conference for a presentation on End Time Prophecy and the series that I'll be doing is entitled Return to Rome The End of Protestantism and this is something you may want to share with other contacts in your WhatsApp contacts group or groups or friends and so if you enjoy what you hear, we, I invite you to sh- pass it on to others. Before we begin, I will invite you to join me for a brief prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can trust our lives into your ha- hands, especially in these uncertain days we live in. Help us to see the tread of events and to understand prophecy to be ready for Jesus' return. Pray your blessing on each of our listeners, and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Return to Rome, the end of Protestantism. Protestantism began about 500 years ago with Luther's separation from Rome. And there is actually a chapter in the book Great Controversy entitled Luther's Separation from Rome and I would encourage you to if you have the book Great Controversy to read that chapter in fact chapters 7 through 11 deal with Luther's separation from Rome and the beginning of Protestantism there in Europe Central Europe it was in October of October 31 1517 when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church board church door in Wittenberg, Germany, and scholars were able to read that. It was his protest against the sale of indulgences, which had been brought to Germany by Tetzel. However, the common people couldn't read it because it was written in Latin, so it was in 1518, January of 1518, when friends of Luther translated the 95 Theses from Latin into Germany in German. And then they printed it. Printing had just begun at that era, and so it was widely copied, printed. In two weeks, those 95 theses had spread all over Germany, and in two months, they had spread throughout Europe. And then on June 15, 1520, the Pope warned Luther that he must recant his doctrines including his 95 theses or face excommunication and you understand back in those days excommunication was about the worst thing that could happen to a person you were doomed to eternal hellfire as they taught and believed and luther was given 60 days to recant or be excommunicated that same year in december december 10 luther actually publicly burned the bull and other Catholic documents, officially declaring that he was separating from Rome. And the next month, the Pope officially excommunicated Luther Martin Luther from the Catholic Church. That's what happened about 500 years ago in the Christian world. And it was actually a couple years ago, three years ago now, when... The Protestant world celebrated the 500-year anniversary of the beginning of Protestantism. There were celebrations in Germany and in other European countries. And what was interesting to me as I looked at the news at that time was that the Pope joined in the commemorations of the Reformation. In fact, he went to a Lutheran cathedral in Sweden, to celebrate with the Lutherans the beginning of Protestantism 500 years earlier. Now the question, of course, is why would a Catholic Pope unite with Lutherans and other Protestants in commemorating the Reformation? We'll answer that in a moment. But let me read first some news clippings. This is Fox News, October 30, 2016. It said Pope Francis is traveling to Sweden to join Lutheran leaders for a joint commemoration of the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. The anniversary of monk Martin Luther's challenge to Catholic dogma may not seem like an event to celebrate from the Vatican's perspective. But Francis' participation is part of the Vatican's wider efforts to mend ties with other Christians. For history's first Jesuit Pope, the visit is particularly significant given the Jesuits were founded to defend the Catholic faith from Protestant reformers. Now that one sentence from Fox News is so poignant with importance. For history's first jesuit pope pope francis you know is the first jesuit pope in catholic history this visit to the lutheran cathedral there in lund sweden is particularly significant because the jesuits were founded to defend the catholic faith from protestant reformers and the question is why is the pope commemorating the reformation what do the jesuits have to do with killing the reformation well those are questions we're going to answer But first of all, let's go and read from the Bible, from prophecy, from the last book of Scripture, Revelation. I'm going to be reading Revelation 13, verses 1 through 4, where the Bible says, Revelation 13, verse 1, John says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. And upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Verse 3. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. Note that phrase, his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wandered after the beast. Verse 4 says, And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast, and who is able to make war with him? The Bible says, All the world wandered after the beast. The book Great Controversy, page 439, says this. This symbol, that's the beast of Revelation 13, as most Protestants have believed, represents the papacy. And the question for us today, do Protestants still believe that? That the beast of Revelation 13 represents the papacy? (laughs) And of course the answer is no. And that now begins to answer for you the question is why the Pope is celebrating with the Protestants. The Pope really has something to celebrate about. But when you think about this expression in Revelation 13, verse 3, all the world wandered after the beast. In order for all the world to wander after, or as the Weymouth translation says, the whole world was amazed and followed him, at least five things must have happened. And if you're taking notes, you can mark down these five things. Number one, the death of Protestantism. Protestantism must essentially be dead, in order for all the world to wander or follow this system. Then, secondly, there must be a positive view globally of the papacy. In order for all the world to wander after this system, the B system, then there has to be a positive view of the papacy. Then, number three, there must be religious unification Not all these fracturing of religions and churches. There must be a unification of religions in order for all the world to wander after the beast. Then number four, there must be a removal of competition. Now what I mean by that is there must not be anyone else to compete with the beast for global leadership. Since all the world is following the beast or wandering after him, there must be no one else that is competing with the beast system the vatican system for global leadership and control so number four the removal of competition and then finally number five there must be a global common problem or a global common enemy those are the five things that must take place in order for the whole world to wander after the beast number one all the world or number one the death of protestantism Then number two, a positive view of the papacy. Three, religious unification. Four, removal of competition where there's no other entity that is leading the world. And number five, a global common problem or common enemy. And I want to look at each of these five things. Let's begin with number one, the death of Protestantism. I'm going to read from the Evangelical Focus. This is September 26, 2016. It says, German Protestants and Roman Catholics turn 2017 into celebration of ecumenical unity. Several events to share common faith and heal wounds of the past are organized in Germany. Note that expression, heal wounds. Now let me read from the Guardian News. This is a publication, newspaper, or online publication, news publication in the UK, Guardian, the Guardian. And this was October 30 of 2016. And the title of the article was, After 500 Years of Schism, Will the Rift of the Reformation Finally Be Healed? And then the article said Pope Francis is beginning a year of events to herald growing cooperation between Protestants and Catholics. that started in 2016 and carried on through most of 2017, a year of celebrations. <clears throat> and then the article says this, a simple act. That's the act of Martin Luther. A simple act, it was the work of a few moments, but it triggered an epic era of political and religious convulsions that changed the shape of europe what was that act well let me read on on 31 october 1517 a monk named martin luther walked to a church in the german town of wittenberg and nailed a document his 95 theses to its wooden doors lighting the fuse of the reformation On Monday, an ecumenical service led by Pope Francis. Now, this is 500 years later. On Monday, an ecumenical service led by Pope Francis at Lund Cathedral in southern Sweden will herald a year of events running up to the 500th anniversary of the move that resulted in the greatest schism in Western Christianity and a string of religious wars. Christian leaders and congregations will spend the next 12 months—this began, of course, in 2016—spend the next 12 months consolidating moves towards greater cooperation and dialogue after centuries of division. In the first papal visit to Sweden in more than 25 years, Francis will lead prayers asking forgiveness for divisions— Perpetuated by Christians from the two traditions, and those two traditions, of course, were Lutheranism and Catholicism. And the Pope is leading prayers, asking for forgiveness for divisions. <laughs> so you can see here that part of the the Rome is putting part of the blame for the divisions in the Christian world on Protestantism. So they're praying for forgiveness for divisions. That would be forgiveness for Protestants for breaking away from Rome, dividing from Rome, rather than forgiveness for Rome turning away from Bible truth. (laughs) You can see where, where that's headed. Reading on, the article says, in Germany, leaders of the Catholic and main Protestant churches have issued a joint text calling for a, quote, healing of memories, end of quote, of past divisions. Note that expression, healing. The commemorations are the latest step in a slow reproachment. Now, reproachment is an establishment or resumption of harmonious relations. So a slow reproachment between the Catholic and Protestant traditions, pursued by Francis, who has put ecumenicalism and healing past wounds at the heart of his papacy. Note that expression, healing past wounds. Yet it took until 1999 for the Catholic and Lutheran churches to agree on a joint declaration that resolved many of the theological issues at the heart of the split. And we'll come back later and look at that document from 1999. Popes John Paul II and Benedict engaged in some dialogue with the Lutherans and other Protestants, but Francis has really pushed it forward. And the question is why? Well, because he's a Jesuit Pope. We'll see more about that when we talk about the Jesuits. For 500 years, Europe has had this huge fault line between Catholics and Protestants, said McCulloch. I'm reading on the Guardian News. Now the Pope is going to a Lutheran country to emphasize the division is in the past. Note that. The division is in the past. It's the culmination of a great deal of work on the part of the Lutherans and the papacy over the past 20 years, since that document back in 1999. Reading on, the Guardian News says, Francis has softened the tone, said Holloway. The conversation will get warmer and sweeter, and who knows where it will lead. Well, friend, where will it lead? It will lead right back to Rome. Return to Rome, the end of Protestantism. And the question for us is, who has changed? Catholicism or Protestantism? And we're going to answer that in our next study. Until next time, friend, God bless you as we study His Word. Let's have a short prayer as we end. Heavenly Father, we thank you to be alive at such a time as this in Earth's history. We pray you'd help us to be reformers at end time, true Protestants. Bless each of our listeners, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next time, God be with you till we meet again.